If you needed help at 4am, who would you turn to? What are the health impacts of feeling isolated? And in a world where more of us are living longer or choosing to be on our own, how do we protect ourselves from one of the biggest problems facing both the older and younger generations? Loneliness. You see, the dictionary says being lonely is sadness without friends or company. But perhaps being alone isn't as simple as the meaning suggests. From the people who've worn the t-shirt and got the postcard of facing life alone, to those connecting them with a new lease of life, to the GPs and health experts seeing their patients transform firsthand. This is Discover Bright Life, a podcast series challenging the idea of what loneliness really is and what all of us can do to help to avoid it. For more information on this series, visit brightlifecheshire.org.uk. Discover Bright Life, because sometimes the best medicine is a good laugh in friendly company. In our first episode, we met some of the people who've struggled and found some light when it comes to facing loneliness firsthand. Tim, George and many others attending the Saturday Share Club in Winsford told us how they'd found solace through services ran by Community Compass. So today we meet the people behind the name, Simone Cobbold and Yvonne Boyle. We discover what their aims were when first starting out, where they found the people who needed help, and how much a difference Bright Life has made to giving them their first foot in the door when it came to applying for funding. We're working together at UK, weren't we? Yep. We've both had years and years and years of experience. I've worked in health and social care. You've done... Yeah, quite different experience, yeah. I think. We've yeah. both worked for a long time in and around older people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was always more sort of fun side, the community arts projects, the exercise classes, the more community work. Yours was what I always say is the more serious side of it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so although we'd, although we'd both had very different experiences, I think we complemented each other well, yeah. really, on the project um because of our, our different perspectives we've come from different different ways different ways of looking at things but i think that that works really well um and we've both we've both been involved in projects that have been successful but i suppose um sometimes the the bureaucracy around them and and um funding and things it, it was we just felt we could do something. We could do something together. So one day, the, the comment just came out, and we just said, "Why don't there, we do it?" Really, didn't it? Yeah. Why don't we do it? So we did. So um, we spent what seemed like forever and ever trying to think of a name. <laughs> <laughs> Simone shouting names across the desk at me, um, and we eventually we came up with Community Compass, which hopefully encompasses what we do. It's it's a community work, and it's a compass. So hopefully. We're helping to direct people in in positive directions. I suppose that was where that come from, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think from the start, um, my big bugbear and all ours really was about funding. 
always um you know working really hard on projects just getting them off the ground and then the funding would be cut or it'd be reduced and um sometimes well, i've come well, we've come to the conclusion really that actually i think it's probably worse for people to give them yeah, a little definitely. bit of something only to pull it three months later six months later when the funding's finished so i think from our from the start we look at ways of trying to be sustainable so we don't believe in giving stuff free um and we, that's made our life hard yeah. <laughs> quite often because even though we've had funding we still insist on charging something even if it's a couple of quid because you know without doing that that project has got no hope of becoming sustainable so because of that we have now groups that are running that even if community comes finished tomorrow those groups could continue running those people would still get the benefits of that group and i think that's always been our aim yeah um it's the same with share club isn't it from yeah. the start we we knew we didn't want to give that free you know it, what we do is really good what people get from it is really good so you know it's worth a few quid um but also it's that few quid is what makes that sustainable for mm -hmm. people so we're not just giving them something and saying not all singing all dancing isn't this fabulous only to pull it a month later and often yeah. leaving people i mean there's some things have worked for us some things haven't it's a big learning curve but um you know i think people have get a lot out of it and continues to get a lot out of it yeah, and I think well, it put the, it puts a value on it as well. I think for the people who were coming along, um, and when we started off, we literally just troll trolled it. when we we applied for the funding and we were we were looking enough to get the funding from. Um, we were successful with with one tender with through Bright Life for um, Malpas, and then a second tender in Winsford, and we literally just trolled the streets, didn't we? And got our yeah. faces known, got round and about, and and just spoke to people, found out what, what they would like, um, rather than us going in and, and just saying, like, we're gonna start an exercise group here, whatever, we, we found out what people might like. And then, and still now, it's always the social, isn't it? Yeah. It's the social yeah. social element that, that is most important to yeah. people. Um, because we've, and that's the door to perhaps other activities, but, but the social side is, is what everyone values, I think, and, and what helps to get people out and about. And the groups that the groups that we run are um we try to keep them so they're not massive because there'd be nothing worse neither than someone coming out into a group and then them feeling lonely when they got there. Um so that that's I think it's they're important. always really inclusive and we make a point of that. There's things like any group can get cliquey and we're really aware of that. Um, and you can get volunteers in to make tea and do toast and cake. I think where we've struggled is to get those volunteers that can see the bigger picture of that group. So we will purposely go into a group and change how we lay the tables out and change how we lay the chairs out. Because by doing that, we're avoiding, oh, well, I normally sit there and that's my seat and she's sat in my seat. And, you, you know, you which can be really um, unnerving and unwelcoming if you've got new people coming in. So we purposely do that in all our groups. Yeah. We'll change rooms, we'll change seats, we change table layouts. Um, as Yvonne said, the social is really, really important. I mean, we do, I always try and get them to do creative stuff because that's my background. Um, so we always do a bit of arts and crafts. Um, but quite often we've found people don't really mind what they're doing. You know, they're no. quite happy to try something new. 
um, we 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 get them to do exercise that way. We've got a really successful group on a Monday at the Dingle where we've got a lot of men doing exercise. And you no, know, they quite openly say they never would have turned up to an exercise <laughs> class. Just... We've conned them into it is what they say. <laughs> but in a way we have because we got them there because we talk about the social and then we introduced it gradually. And it's now those guys really that are saying to me at 11 o'clock, come on, Simone, yeah. are we not doing the exercise now? So it's just, you know... It's a way of just getting people to try something new. And I think they normally are willing to try something new when they feel comfortable yeah, in that environment. Yeah. And I think the eating as well. The eating has been a big thing. Um, a lot of people have said to us, because we do the tea and toast, um, when people arrive at, at our groups. And lots of people have said to us, don't they? Well, this is the only, you know, this is the only yeah. time I might share a meal with somebody. Um, and we've got carers who will come with care, you know, the cared for person, and they say we've had people say, "Oh, this is the only time anyone ever makes me a brew, or does something for me." Um, which pro- we've probably underestimated that, I think, didn't we? We, yeah. we said that from the beginning, yeah. didn't we? Um, that we've underestimated the value of that, really. Yeah, I think part part of what we do as well. Um, because obviously the people do get tea made for them and toast, but from the start, we, we try and get people to take some ownership of those groups. So if we see somebody that's got a chink of something to offer back, whether they're willing to, you know, to come and wash up with us or to hand out teas, or we always encourage people to take yeah. some ownership of that group. We'll give somebody the chore of collecting in the subs. Uh, and it just, it's a little thing, but it actually gives them some ownership of that group and can help build their confidence. We had a lady at one of our groups who we gave a little kitty to, didn't we? Yeah, and yeah. she used to, and a sheet. <clears throat> so, and each week she would make sure there was tea and coffee and biscuits there. But for her, how she grew in confidence um, oh, just by having that job, it helped us, but was was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Just to see the confidence grow. And I think it just, you know, it adds to their ownership and their commitment to the group. Um, so, so, yeah, I just think the emphasis is on them um, to yeah. take some ownership of that. Yeah, and I don't think people don't recognise that they are socially isolated sometimes either it's perhaps a protective thing um or well, people don't want to admit it yeah do people don't want way. to admit it um but we've we have come across lots of people who might might be isolated for many reasons from perhaps they've lost a partner they may have, have retired finished work um partners suffering with dementia that's a big one yeah because could, you're not actually on your own are you no but that person's no. not the person that you've been married to for the last you know 30 40 years yeah. so and the way families have changed as well where it was at one point all families were all stayed in the same village or whatever the same town now people move away not only out of the, away in the country they move to different countries um families are busy um people like mums and dads both working full time now um people have busy lives and so although um we often hear i think people say you know my, my family are good yeah and they ring but you know they live i know birmingham so you know face-to-face contact with people can be really you know some some people on a Monday, for example, some people say that's the only time that they're really getting to have a decent conversation with somebody. Yeah. Um, and as I say, you know, if your partner is poorly and you're stuck in, we see a lot of couples, haven't we? Especially yeah, we through have. the Share Club. We We've have, been yeah. to see a hell of a lot of couples where, you know, one's poorly, one isn't, and one could 
be out and about, but through guilt or through needing to be there to physically care for that person, they don't do it. Mm. Um, and that's that's a real shame, isn't it? We, I mean, we've purposely opened up the share club days out to couples because um, when we was looking at a criteria, that was some of the things that people had said, isn't it? But yeah. actually, we see almost the carer as being probably more needing of that service than we do um, the cared for person yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And our Monday groups use quite a lot, isn't it, where people will come and bring their 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 partner that they're looking after. No, especially now knowing they know us well they've come for a while but, but leave them there while they just run off around town even if it's just an hour it's an hour without having to you know take somebody with you that's ill or um, just bob to the bank yeah, isn't it and they can the just, post just make all so much things. life's easier for people doesn't yeah, it yeah. and it's just a tiny thing so you know, more and more I think we're seeing that actually the service that we provide is actually as important for the care care as it is for the careful person it's a big problem because of because of people's lifestyles now and also because of more acute services they're getting their funding pulled so there's there's less support i think that way as well now so it's important that the likes of of the the um people like us are able perhaps to help help in that area and help to um fill some of the gaps that might have been filled in other Mm -hmm. ways in years gone by um because funding is getting pulled left right and center um and that and it's leaving carers informal carers a lot more pressure on them no it's also i think there's a preventative element isn't there as well Mm -hmm. so um you know if if somebody if you are caring for somebody and that becomes your whole world and you don't go out you lose your your connection to your community you lose your identity about who you are and eventually when that person does pass away people really really struggle to then yeah. pick that back up again they've lost all confidence into and we've seen that time and time again haven't we yeah. having to really yeah. really handhold people to sort of just to come back out again and join the world again i mean we see some people we say this don't we that we think some people just forget what it feels like not to be lonely yeah that they've lived like that for so long that it's almost easier for them to stay lonely yeah. and us knocking on their door and as nice as we can be and telling them about Share Club and all the things they can do, it's actually quite frightening. Yeah. <laughs> and it is easier for them just to stay as they are. Um, and we've learned that, I think, over the last few years, haven't we? Because yeah. we've, we again, I think we underestimated um, perhaps at the beginning. You've got to, it takes time to build people's yeah. confidence, doesn't it? And for them to get to know you and to trust you. Um, so a big part, of what a big part of our job is to do that is yeah. to, to get ourselves known get but, ourselves but out it, and about and, and let people find out actually we're not bad <laughs> but it's like the volunteer we had isn't it that used to do the tea and coffee yeah. when we first met her she used to almost growl at us yeah she did <laughs> she, she really didn't know you know but it, gradually we we got to know her and it did take a long time and as i say that project did a lot for her yeah yeah but i think with the volunteering we we're as much about preventative aren't we as yeah. we are about you know tackling it and I think um with the share club one of the projects we've got that's been really it's been lovely um is sort of our clients I suppose that we've worked with over the last couple of years we've got them now people in their 80s who are 
coming to us and signing up as our volunteers now because they're willing to ring an older person who's lonely. So for us, that's fab. Um, and in a way, I suppose all we're really doing is matching two people in their 80s that would like somebody to talk to them. But for the volunteer, I mean, we, we have to DBS check them because our insurance insists on it. And we were a bit worried about that, that it might put people off. But if anything, I think we've found the opposite. Yeah, that they they like quite it. like the officialness of, you know, oh, look at me, I'm, you know, I'm doing these forms and I'm doing a job and we have yeah. volunteer paperwork they have to do and we have um, information we have to give them health and safety, basic adult safeguarding, all of this stuff that, that we were worried might put people off. But actually yeah. we found the opposite. Yeah, they love it. their folder, they love all this paperwork and um, yeah, so far, so good. They're getting a lot out of it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So. How's that way? Yeah, and again, we we try and be as flexible as we can with those. That if we see somebody has some skill or something to offer, we will bend over backwards to try and use that. Mm -hmm. For example, we have people contact us not so long ago who wants to write to people. Um, She's in Milton Keynes, she's miles from us, but basically there's no reason if she wants to write to people, she could be wherever she wants in the world. So we're trying to organise that. Um, We've got a jigsaw lady as well, a lady who... um, has 300 plus jigsaws who um, would like to go to people's homes and have like a jigsaw library. So it'd be like a home library service, but she's going to go and visit people with the jigsaw, hopefully sit with people, have a, have a brew with them, um, start a jigsaw off with them and then leave that jigsaw and go back the following week and maybe do that jigsaw again or swap or whatever. And I think that's a lovely it's a nice gentle opening as yeah. well for a lot of our members because yeah. because we've got many different ways people can be involved with us but that is something that somebody will have a common interest in it's a fun thing to do it'll encourage conversation it'll encourage putting the kettle on and making a brew um so we're made up about that yeah. aren't we but- i just think it's a safe option because you know we can we've got volunteers that are willing to cook and take an extra meal to people we've got fair share food that we can give to people actually if you're a bit low and you're a bit lonely and you're not used to having company it can be quite an ask to let somebody you don't know into your house let alone them deliver you a meal Mm. (laughs) that you don't know if you're going to like so for us stuff like the jigsaws and um you know just delivering a bag of groceries not even necessarily going in and we've got one volunteer one uh guy we see where we literally put a bag over the gate um and that's always really willing to engage but we're we're happy with that and hopefully six months down the line he might we might get through the gate and you know so we just try and be as flexible as we can we've got a a volunteer that works for us in Winsford who's just almost done full circle wasn't she yeah she started a couple of years back she's 84 yeah, 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 it's for it. Yeah. She puts us all to shame, really sprightly, <laughs> washes up. She's She's been fab for us, hasn't she? Amazing. She'll wash Amazing, up, she'll yeah. make toast, she'll... What she'll also do is she's really good at spotting those people that are new and mm. maybe a bit scared and we'll give her a nudge and she'll just go and take a brew over and sit down and chat to that person. Yeah. She's had knitting projects going, they've knitted for... Yeah, with groups of knitting for babies, dogs, newborn babies, stray dogs. Twiddle muffs and whatnot. So she's all arranged sorts. all this. Over the last, what, two months, we've noticed her slowing down. She's got a bit of a problem with her back. And um, we were worried that we might not, you know, that she might finish. And we said to her, please don't stop. And so she's now, last Monday was the first time where she actually has gone the other side of the yeah, counter, she as she I've says. She's gone the other side, so she's she now? now, she's gone full <laughs> circle. We're struggling, we need to replace her. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we just try and be as flexible as possible yeah. for people. 
So um, she's now become a, a, a client in yeah. a way. But, um, Which is nice because she knows all the faces. Yeah. So she's quite, she was quite and she's comfortable. she's still nattering away. She's still doing a little role, really, yeah, isn't she? yeah. Um, and we have another amazing volunteer who's younger, don't we? Yeah. Um, who she's done, she's just works, works, works really hard. She's great. She's she'd lost she, her confidence. Yeah. I don't think she wouldn't mind us saying that. She'd lost her confidence. Um, had some personal life changes, and um, she's great. And she she works. Yeah. She's, she's now got a job, she's a paid job, but she still says, "I'm going to carry on volunteering for you." And if we could um, employ her, we, we yeah, would. Yeah, we? definitely. And she's absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think the the social isolation and the people when we've been out to visit people, um, although I've 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 always gone out and done visits in people's homes, it still it still doesn't stop shocking me. Some yeah. of the, the way we see yeah. some people live. Um, we've seen some people that live. On Weetabix. On Weetabix, yeah. And um, cereal, because they can't either stand to cook or they can't get to the shops to get the food or they just can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to a point where yeah. they can't be bothered. Um, or they're living, you know, in the more, some of the more rural places that we visit. We've got people living literally out in the middle of nowhere, haven't we? And we've been... With no electric. Yeah, no electric. Um, relying on generators. Um, I mean, the, the, they, that has they're happy to live like that um and that's what we, we have to be mindful of as well although it might be we might think wow actually um some of the people that's they've lived like that and they're mm. content to live like that um so you have to and circumstances you don't know what's going to happen in your own life do you to bring you to that um but still it's quite it's quite it can be quite upsetting some of the stories we hear can't it with mm. real sad stories but hopefully um, when people come involved with us, whatever way they, whatever way they do, hopefully it helps them a little bit, um, and then and then baby steps can can lead to bigger steps. different ways that people can come to us from a phone call from us like Simone just said putting the the food over the gate to coming out and spending the day with us or being involved with every part of the project so that's our aim that was our one of our biggest aims was that we wanted it to be the share club in particular to be as flexible as possible for volunteers and for members to be involved um, because of that learning over the fact that it takes time for people to trust you and people have got almost used to living that the way they are. Yeah, that, I mean, that's part of the big reason why we wanted to do the day out as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because um, a lot of people, you know, it's great if you've got somebody calling in on you or somebody telephoning you or somebody knocking on your door with a bag of groceries. But a lot of people still weren't getting out. So we bend over backwards, mm. literally sometimes, to get people out that door. Um, some people don't need asking twice and it's just a matter of transport or you know wheelchair accessible transport some people need a bit of coaxing but what was lovely even as christmas wasn't it we did an yeah. event and there was a lady who was adamant she didn't want to come yeah. i mean we went to her house she was very pleasant but she didn't want to come 
it was her daughter who um, finally talked around and I think almost had to drag her there yeah. for the party. Um, she came and just, we didn't know this, but it was just absolute pure luck that another woman had bought her sister who lived about five miles down the road and the two of them used to be friends when they were younger. Yeah. So that was absolutely fab. And they sat there and they nattered, didn't they? The whole, the whole time. time. It the was time. lovely to see. The, da- the daughter and the sister were made up. And now they're both coming out to us. Their first ball for Feb, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, first one. So they're both coming. So that for us was absolutely great. And yeah. hopefully, you know, they'll continue to come monthly now. So at least, if nothing else, they'll see each other monthly. We'll try and encourage them to maybe telephone each other, swap numbers, um, so that hopefully will have an impact on that on that lady's life and yeah. her time. So, the share club's like a culmination, really, of everything. I think that we've learned. Um, we looking for volunteers all the time. We're obviously looking for members. Anybody can come to us and ask us about the share club. But we have tra- We've deliberately targeted people um, to people like the health workers, community health workers. Mm-hmm home care agencies because actually they are they're getting to those people that aren't able to get out and about whereas as much trolling the streets means someone might do or or promoting at, at events there's some people who who wouldn't still wouldn't get to hear about us so we've purposely gone and we to mm. places like that we've gone to pharmacies um and they some pharmacies are putting our leaflets in with the blister packs and things like that so well, hopefully I get into those people that, that aren't out in the big wide world. Um, so we've that, definitely had new clients, haven't we? Yeah, Since definitely, we've definitely. used that approach. I mean, we've worked in and around these areas for, well, for ages, but mm-hmm. particularly as Community Compass for the last couple of years, and we are reaching, that, that tactic is working, yeah. we are reaching the wider people that yeah. we've not come across before. And I think the volunteers, we, I mean, we say to, we say to anyone 21 plus, um, you know, we would welcome as a volunteer, um, but a th- big, um, shocking, I think, response was was beginning of December last year, just off the cuff, we decided to do a video on Facebook, and basically I just twittered on about <laughs> what, what Share Club was about, um, and talked about... Um, some of the some of the experiences we've come across, um, pretty honest, really. It was just pretty honest on the Twitter. But actually, we had a really good response from that for um, volunteers. We had a lot of interest. Um, we're in the process now of of going through signing, signing people up, yeah. all the paperwork. Um, as Simone's mentioned before, we do the DBS checks and then we do some basic training. Um, we are going to as well. We're planning later on this year to do a volunteer and member celebration day. So to get everybody together, we thought that would be good, um, nice thing to do. Just so you can see the wider picture. Because when you're volunteering, if if you're out volunteering and, and meeting someone, as, as valuable as nice that is, it could still be quite solitary if you're not getting to find out a wider picture. Um, and people volunteer for a reason don't they yeah you know they you know they're obviously nice people and they want to give something back but they actually want to get something from it yeah and we try to make sure that that's part of it as well because if you're not eventually you'll stop so you know we try we thought it'd be really nice to do that event later on in the year and bring everyone together we try and to be as inclusive and friendly with our volunteers as possible. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them have actually become friends, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we know them well, and that's when it works mm. really well. 
Yeah, we've got people who's wanting to visit. Um, they're taking their babies, aren't they, and the little ones. Yeah. Um, we've got someone that's got a dog, which they're all. I don't know. It's just nice, personal. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are thing. lots of nice people out there. I mean, there I think are. you hear so much on the news, and it's all doom and gloom and misery. But actually, we had uh, we was contacted probably about October time by a lady that wanted to get some shoe boxes together uh, for older people. Um, she put that around her school here locally, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, did we get about 60? 70. 70 it was in the end. Yeah. 70 boxes. We yeah. got, and they were amazing. So people had done these boxes. They were full of really lovely things, you know, food and gloves and smellies and lovely cards that the kids and the family had wrote to people. Gorgeous. And yeah, I mean, we were completely over, literally overwhelmed with them because the office was full of them, <laughs> but like really overwhelmed by the generosity of people really yeah. um and the smiles um it was amazing yeah the photographs amazing. we've got the smiles and the joy those boxes bought to people who were just like oh, completely weren't they they were overwhelmed yeah people, overwhelmed because a lot of them wouldn't have even got a christmas present they wouldn't have and it was just lovely weren't it yeah. so there are lots of really nice people out there yeah. that um, want to we had two ladies didn't we you came to us as well who wanted yeah. to cut open the house for Christmas Day. Um, so basically they asked us if we knew of anybody who would be alone on Christmas Day. Um, we went to meet him um, and it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, an old farmhouse, wasn't it? Yeah. And lovely, lovely ladies. One of them's done, been a, a real good cook, obviously. Not that that matters, it was just the thought behind it. And they, anyway, some of our members went along on Christmas Day, they picked them up picked them up, took them along. They had an amazing lunch, apparently. Um, and they had presents. They did a bit of karaoke, I think. Um, and just were spoilt for the day, yeah. which was lovely. Really lovely. Um, and they're talking about doing that more, aren't they, on a, on a Sunday? Because we purposely run the Share Club days of the weekend because we was getting a lot of feedback from people saying that even if they were accessing some services, there was nothing for them at the weekend. And yeah. a lot of the people we'd see on a Monday morning would literally say they hadn't spoke to anyone. Yeah. So we, we run the day in Winsford on a Saturday and the day in uh, Malpas Tilston on a Sunday. And we purposely do, or the Royal We, Yvonne, does uh, <laughs> roast dinner because that's another thing that with a lot of people say they really, really miss is that roast. It's the day that you used to do with family traditionally. Um, you know, roast beef always comes up, doesn't it? Because yeah. you'd never cook a joint of roast beef for yourself, yeah. would you? So um, so we made a point of doing that. Mm -hmm. But the, the people that cooked for Christmas dinner, she said she was happy to do yeah. a Sunday dinner uh, for four people, you know, maybe once a mm -hmm. month or a few times a year. I think it's on the, on the food subject as well. We've teamed up with Fair Share. Um, so we also, which is, is great, because what we do is we get a text three or four times a week from Fair Share, the cloud. Um, <laughs> and that basically is asking us if we want to collect some groceries from Tesco's. We've got three nominated Tesco stores around, around about where we're working. Um, we get this text, we say yes or no, if we can collect the next morning. And we go along and the food is just, it, it's all edible, nothing wrong with it at all. It's stuff that's coming to end, end of shelf life um, and would otherwise just go off to landfill. Um, so we collect that and we take it back to our clubs and we distribute it to, to our members in the community, to members of the clubs, to anybody really that would, would 
appreciate it, be able to use it. It can be an excuse for us as well to knock on someone's door, um, just for for someone to get get to know somebody. So we might like just knock on the door, give them a bag, say, right, see you the same time next week. But it, it's just getting our leaflets of information in that yeah, bag as well, yeah. which often helps. Um, <laughs> and we team we we team up with other agencies, don't we, round and about as well. So we put their leaflets in. So it's it, it's a it's an excuse. Um, to put a face at a door and hopefully there's not many people who are going to turn away a bag of groceries which hopefully will be useful to them um, and we also use that at the share club this this week we've got one this week and we've I've got a mountain of bread in the freezer so I'm doing um, a massive bread and butter pudding <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's all that um it's all that as well all that it all just seems to it all fits in together and and helps helps to attract people to us hopefully more with Yvonne and Simone from Community Compass in a moment. But let's pause and meet some of the characters coming up in episode seven. I'll set the scene for you. It's a cloudy Tuesday winter morning. The tea is just brewed. Biscuits and cakes have been served at a quiet church in Chester. When a particular quiz question sets some of the ladies in the group off giggling like a group of schoolgirls. Question 10. Most old people lose interest in the capacity oh, for sexual relations. Am I allowed to say that? Don't get the chance. Right, did everybody get that? Can they have a look on what's off her first See, before they answer that? <laughs> true or false, I'm afraid that's all you can write. So as soon as I shut that door at night, I'm in the house, I'm on my own, and I do get lonely. I miss my husband, of course. Once you've had a partner all your life and they, they're taken away, you've lost half of yourself, haven't you? But you've got to pick yourself up and, you know, not feel sorry for yourself. Number four is true, Iris. Memory loss is a normal part of ageing. Yeah, well, I've put don't know because I don't feel like right. that's all right. <laughs> I can't remember, I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, for me, everything comes out of a bottle. Mm. Hair dye, makeup, <laughs> gin, yeah. whiskey. Make the best of what you've got. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I just like my part-time partner mm. because, although he gets on my nerves sometimes, he's good if my plumbing goes wrong. <laughs> he's very good with my computer. You know, they do come in useful, yeah, men. Yeah. More from Olwyn, Doris and the Tuesday Church drop-in group next time on Discover Bright Life. Back with Yvonne and Simone, and they're pondering over some of the people who they've met over the past few years. And what does a lonely person look like anyway? There's lots and lots and lots of people, and everyone has got a story, and I think... I think maybe if you walked into one of our clubs, you might say, well, they're not lonely, they're not isolated. But actually, everyone that's come in to see us, um, yeah. they're there for a reason. Yeah, They're there for a reason, whatever that may be. And we could all find ourselves in, in, in a situation like that where something happens that leaves us feeling isolated. Um, but there's there's some real real lovely stories as well that we've, we've come across. Um 
and just just simple things like a chap that a chap that who now volunteers for us he came to one of our parties and now volunteers for us and he's amazing and he's man yeah he's amazing he 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 takes goodies to people in his close in the close where he lives now he said he spoke to a couple of them before um he's he's, he's well if I start again he moved into this area he's not from this area he moved into this area his wife um passed away and he found himself living somewhere we didn't know didn't really know anybody around him he, he said he spoke to a couple of neighbors but he now takes these bags off of the fair share goodies he's met all his neighbors through this goes around to has a chat with them, gives them the bag of goodies. He collects stuff for us as well, um, which is a massive help to us mm. um, from the Tesco's. He visits people. He befriends people, doesn't he? Bef- yeah, befriends people. He um, will give people lifts if need be. Um, we keep him busy. Yeah, we do, really <laughs> we busy. keep him busy, but it, he's amazing, he's amazing. Um, it, I was just going to say, he's been a good tool for the men, though, isn't he? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, quite often, one of the things that we get asked if we go and see men is, oh, God, is it going to be full of women? Yeah. Um, and although we do arts and crafts, we also try and do stuff like a bit of woodwork, a bit of gardening, willow weaving. We try and make it. Poetry is always a good one. Um, we try and make it as inclusive for for everybody really yeah. uh, but John's always a really good one because if we can say well actually we've got this volunteer and he can call around and they think it's another man that's um, that's a good buying point yeah. isn't it and I'm really excited with, with, with um, we've got a new chap who's coming and joining us and John's befriending them and yeah. I just think they're going to be trouble <laughs> they're going to get on like a house on fire um, they're just really I just think they're going to get on really well hopefully they're going to get on really well Um I can't wait for them to meet each other. <laughs> what do you think they're going to be? I'll be sad, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, the chap that actually we've, we, that we've paired him up with, that he's had similar circumstances. Um, and he's really excited to just be, hopefully meet another bloke, have a good natter, probably have a moan about women. Um, but I think that'll be good. I think it'll be good for both of them. Yeah. They'll enjoy it. Um, also, as. as Community Compass, what, what do we get out of there? God, what couldn't you get out of it? it it's, um, we just have a fab time, don't yeah. we? We have a great time. It's very sad sometimes. Um, but we have a great time and, and just these simple things that that we're privileged to do, I suppose, it makes a big difference to people. Mm, we meet some really nice people, yeah. some really interesting people. We often, we have home visits and, um, you know, obviously we have to give ourselves a certain amount of time for home visits and we've learned, well, that just goes out the window because <laughs> yeah. we end up sitting and chatting and people will tell you their stories and you know, especially if they had horses or dogs and that's us gone and yeah. we're there for <laughs> hours. So, yeah, it's just a real... We're lucky that we get to spend time with really interesting people. Um, yeah. And we have a laugh. We try and make, I think that's probably why our groups are quite successful. We try not to make it about old people. We try not to make it about being ill or being lonely. It's about having fun. Yeah. We always have music on. We always, and it's not, you're not, you know, we, we have modern music. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, impromptu dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah impromptu song. dancing. We often end up getting up and having a dance. Um, and it, we try and make it lively and fun so it isn't just about older people being around older people in a venue that's for older people and it's all about being old. <laughs> we have 
purposely like some of our volunteers are slightly younger that adds you know we're we're not yet old are we we're no, middle aged so. <laughs> so i think it just adds a variety to the people that they're talking to because that's one thing people do say actually isn't it yeah when you get old you just end up talking to old people all the time because <laughs> when you're growing up you you know you talk to people of all ages don't you but yeah. um so yeah we just try and make it fun and not about um yeah we just want it to be lively and fun yeah and all the time it's lively and fun if it's lively and fun for our members then it's lively and fun for us yeah isn't it? yeah so and we we always say if the day we stop laughing about it the day it stops being fun then we'll go and do something else yeah i mean we've, we've had we've had some we've had some funny stories haven't we we've had some shocking, <laughs> shocking, <laughs> shocking this is a conversation we had yesterday yeah. which, who would have thought we'd be having these conversations <laughs> about yeah. um the strangers of things yeah. with people but plenty of life yeah. in, in people um yeah. as they get older and that's that's good that's that's nice it's this this everyone's got something to give haven't they no matter i think yeah. no matter what what age we've met we've got people who are in their late 90s who got that twinkle in their eye um and it's and once once they've they open up they've got some real stories to tell and 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 most importantly i think still got an awful lot to give um and their life experiences and things they've done you know i love it it's just yeah. dead interesting to listen to people listen to what they've done everyone you speak to them, when you say to them when they're in their 90s we say oh, go on then what's your secret and it's usually hard work and as much as we'd like to say they've yeah. drank as much wine as they want and had as much chocolate as they want you that's never, never the that answer <laughs> so, yeah and, and and having having a laugh really but it was and having that opportunity to have a laugh so yeah, we would just meet some great people. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you can tell if people are buggers, if they're characters when they're younger, they still are, aren't yeah. they? Even if they're a bit down on their luck and a bit miserable, you know, it doesn't take long for that to come back out again. No. And as I say, we've met some great people and we've had some great fun. Yeah. And we try not to stereotype, if all honesty, we really try not to. We, the venues we try and use... We want them to be bright and you know lively and have an atmosphere. Um, yeah, we don't want to carefully think yeah, about that, don't we? we? Cause, yeah, cause we, do. we don't want to be bringing someone out to have into open... some dingy, dark, no. miserable place. So we try and do it, and even with the activities we do, you know, it's sort of I don't know, stereotypical image of like older person's artwork, and they're all watercolor painting. So. We basically take decorators' brushes and acrylic paint and yeah. great big bunches of hydrangeas and make them do large pictures. It's just, just trying to, yeah, just get people to be people, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully, I'm not wanting to blow our own trumpet, but I, hopefully there are things around like this. But yeah, it does make you think. Yeah, we yeah. hope that community clubs are still going and we can go along to it. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll be the batty old lady sat in the corner going, we used to run this. We never used to do yeah. it like that. We used to do it like this. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think. Um, and and some of the stories we've heard, I'm thinking of one couple who we went to see not so long ago mm. who had a very, very, very active lifestyle off travelling. The the lady um, wasn't well and now she's found herself totally dependent on her husband for all her care needs and that's happened literally, you know, that day has changed. It was overnight, wasn't it? Yeah, it's changed their life and and both of their roles. She'd been carer for her husband, and that that's how quickly that has changed. Um, and it can happen to any of us at any age. Um, and I do, yeah. Sometimes I mean, I look at my husband and think, "Blimey, would he look after me?" And 
I don't know. And I, I don't know. I don't, it does make you think about yourself and, you, and, and things can be taken from you so quickly that sometimes I think when you're going along in your everyday life, um, in your little bubble, you don't yeah. always, well, you, you hope that wouldn't, and I hope, you know, you hope that wouldn't happen to you, but you never know. And it does, it does. You look at people, you think, wow. God, this because yeah, a lot of these guys wouldn't have ever dreamt that they'd end up no as they are, would they? No, um, no. And it's just life, I suppose. But um, one of the things I take from it is to keep busy. Yeah. The people, the people that I look at and think, "Wow, you're you're amazing. You're not only amazing for your age; you're just amazing." Um, and I would like to be like you when I'm eighty-five. Yeah. I'm still here. Um, and a lot of the time, the secret is that they've kept busy. Yeah. That they have the mind stopped. busy. Yeah. If, if the, the kept body's learning, unable, yeah. Keep being open to opportunities yeah um and a comfort you need a confidence for that so i know that's yeah. not always easy for people but keep learning be open to opportunities and willing to try new things yeah when people go stale and when people struggle mm. is when that goes i think yeah. and they're stuck in a rut mm. stuck in their ways and it, i can understand completely why people do that yeah um but my lesson to myself would be to try not to do that You've been listening to Discover Bright Life, a podcast challenging the idea of loneliness and exploring new ways of tackling social isolation for those over 50. The podcast is presented and produced by Claire Freeman and a small furry bear productions. For more information, visit brightlifecheshire.org.uk. Discover Bright Life, because sometimes the best medicine is a good laugh in friendly company.